Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Oh, not too bad. Cool. Just cool. got back from a holiday. How was that? It was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've not been anywhere except for like the, the supermarket or work for like a year. Yeah. So then we decided to go to Yorkshire <laughs> for, for like four days. Nice. Uh, I mean, we planned it when we sort of well, we booked everything when we thought that everything was going to be okay by now, <laughs> which in hindsight was a bad idea. <laughs> um, but we went because it was our tenth anniversary, so yeah, not just sit in the house and do nothing, right? Uh, but it was nice, yeah. So we we stayed in Pickering, which was like a, a village in the middle of Yorkshire. Nice. So we went to like, Harrogate, which was really nice, and then we went to Robin Hood's Bay, which is the steepest thing. I've ever experienced, and <laughs> I had nearly had an asthma attack several times. <laughs> I went to York, that was, that was nice, and uh, there are loads of people. Turns out if you go to a big popular tourist city like York on a Saturday, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. I don't know, people in the north tend to be wearing masks more than people around here. That's so, good, that's good. But it's still not a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's fine. I, uh, it, was, it was nice to do something else for the first time in like... 13, 14 months. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I can't wait until I eventually get to do that. Who knows when it will be, but... Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like you had a, a good time. Yeah, it's been nice. Just went to, like, nice a different change of scenery. Day. Yeah, exactly. Went for some nice walks. Just different places every day. Um, but yeah, and then I've just been painting minis and w- watching anime the rest of the time. Sweet. Which has been fun. Sounds fantastic. Yep. It's been a good time. How's your week been? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been fine, as always. Very very non-eventful. Um, I mean, yeah, I say that, but we had some pretty wild things, I guess, in terms of, in terms <laughs> yeah. of ho- hobby engagement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, my my non you know, my big non-magic hobby is is professional wrestling, and hey, CM Punk came back to wrestling after ten years away, so that's pretty cool. That's yeah, even thing. even I knew that that was a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, we'll see. He's a very different, very different person today than he was that time ago. Yeah. My feelings about him have changed a lot. I used to, I used to love the man a lot, but you know, if he gets eyes on the show, that'll be good. That'll be good, definitely, yep. definitely. Uh, and then I also had an absolutely wild Friday night in my stream where I, I got raided by uh, by Numa the Nummy and nice. <laughs> was unprepared to have an influx of 750 people in my stream. <laughs> so <laughs> that was wild. It was really fun. That's, super super fun. That's a lot of people to was, suddenly yeah. have to try and entertain. <laughs> yeah, to go from like a handful to like oh here's <laughs> 755 people. That's pretty it funny. was it was great. It was really good fun. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of new followers, a lot of people talking in chat. Had a great time. That's hopefully, sick. hopefully, one or two people will come back as well. Uh, but that was great. Uh, it's really cool and just one of those nice like community things as well. Like one of the things that I've always loved about Magic is that spirit of the community, and it's really good seeing the people with the large followings will, you know, will go and raid a small streamer on Twitch. Will yeah, you know, get a smaller content creator on their podcast and collaborate with them yeah it's something that I've, I've always seen 
happen in Magic, like bigger content creators will, will reach out to smaller content creators, raise them up, give them a bigger platform and stuff. And yeah, it's yeah cool. it was really, really cool to, to experience that firsthand. Nice. So, yeah. Thank you, Kenji. Sweet. Shame I did awfully in the draft, though. It was. Ah, <laughs> it was all. It was all fun, though. And that's that's the most important thing, right? But yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. Had a pretty good time. Yeah. And then uh, a magic stream happened, didn't it? Oh God, did it? <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're we're recording a few days after at this point, and had some time to sort of process it and take it all in. And I mean, because there was a lot. There was a hell of a lot. I think more than there ever has been on one of these showcase stream slash announcement day things and yep. we're gonna we're gonna talk about it talk about it all oh it's gonna it's be a long one <laughs> yeah strap yourself in it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a time have so. fun editing this one <laughs> hell yeah yeah tuesday afternoon we got the magic showcase 2021 which is i guess sort of replacing announcement days so it's something that they've they had done in the past where they were like oh we're gonna have two announcement days every year and then they would announce like the next block on that announcement day and then you know six months later there'll be the rest of the, you know the second announcement day and they would announce the, the next block and a supplementary product and then we've seen that turn into oh actually we're just going to do one massive announcement day over the past couple of years yep it's a lot and yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> this one was was the biggest one we've had so far so we got details on every set that is coming out next year so that is every premiere set which I call them now so they're not standard sets anymore they're premiere sets uh, so we've got the four premiere sets that are being released next year and then we got a whole bunch of supplementary sets and product as well uh, we also got uh, I guess a sort of preview for a product that's coming out in 2023 as well we've got so much so much to talk about so where yeah. where do you want to start I mean, should we just start with, like, standards, I guess, like the premiere yeah. sets, because that's easy. Yeah, let's go for it. So, we got the, the full the full schedule for, for next year, so that is going to be in the first quarter, Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty, the second quarter is Streets of New Capenna, third quarter is Dominaria United, and the fourth quarter is The Brothers War. Yeah, um, some of these we were expecting yeah <laughs> some of these we were not expecting or didn't really know much about uh, so I yeah, guess I've, should we go through them in chronological order yeah I can do definitely so I, I think that's the the thing that like A I'm excited to be able to talk about these things now sort of openly but also B I guess I felt a little bit underwhelming when I watched the, the, the stream especially when it came to the standard things because you know, but almost a year ago at this point, we knew that Kamigawa Neon Dynasty was going to be a thing. Uh, street, well, it wasn't called Streets of New Capenna, but it was Streets of New Celesta was the the test name. Um, very much like like Exilan was um, was uh, Atlazan originally. Uh, so that that Streets of New Celesta had, had leaked a while ago as well, about six months ago, and Dominaria United had, had leaked a, a couple of weeks ago as well. So I. I was already familiar with the sets that these sets were coming. Already know a non-zero amount of stuff about these sets, but the Brothers War was new to me, and that was super exciting. Yeah, very, that's very cool. Looking forward to that. That's very cool. Really, really looking forward to that. That's going to be good. I feel like it's yeah. Let's 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 jump jump in at the start then. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. How yeah? Uh, how like every time do you want to say Neon Genesis? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, so it, we're going back to Kamigawa, except this time it's it's different. It's no longer the Kamigawa of the past. It is now a cyberpunk, uh, yeah, realm of filled with your Blade Runner style neon lights, and it looks super cool. The the couple of pieces of art we've seen. Um, I'm I'm down. I'm interested. I think I don't know. Like maybe maybe this would have been cooler if like. The cyberpunk video game hadn't been such a disaster. Yeah. In all fairness, this would have been planned far before Cyberpunk 2077 came out. So. Yeah, quite probably, quite probably. <sighs> but I mean, so this is going to be. Let's, let's do a general blanket ad- ad- addressing of this <laughs> with this because it's going to apply to basically every set. Is that a bunch of people are very unhappy with this and how it doesn't fit into magic. And how this is all too modern and not uh, the traditional fantasy setting that we're used to from Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And a bunch of people made their thoughts really well known <laughs> um, <laughs> on a bunch of social media platforms. Like, this is stupid, I hate this, this isn't Kamigawa. And uh, first of all, if you're critical of something and like you don't like something, that's fine. And I think there is a time and a place to to tell people your criticisms and how you feel about a thing yeah um, but second if people like it let them like it and don't be like you shouldn't like this because this because that's just a ridiculous thing to do um, and also if something is really making you this angry like the idea that there are going to be are gonna, I don't know neon lights in a Magic the Gathering set and that makes you so angry that you don't log out of Twitter for 8 hours <laughs> maybe just stop playing Magic <laughs> Yeah. If it makes you this sad, this upset, this angry, like there are other things you can do with your time that maybe you would enjoy it. And I think a lot of it is is and, and a lot of most of these these releases that we're getting in in the coming the coming year um, are sort of a doubling down on, on on departing from what we know Magic to be, right? Um, yeah, and that sort of started with with Secret Lairs and continued with <laughs> Secret Lair: The Walking Dead. Yeah. And it's continuing even further. And things are very, very different to how I feel a lot of people felt about magic. And I think, I don't think they're wrong, but I think they should maybe do something else. Because yeah, for sure. there's a difference between being like, oh, I don't really like this, that's a shame. And, and maybe saying, you know, oh, I don't think this is good because, and then just generally like letting it get you down, letting it upset you, and let you, you know, making you angry <laughs> is. Uh, yeah not a good relationship to have with it a thing that's meant to be fun and meant to bring you joy right and I think a lot of people have been in magic like got into magic when they were younger and had fewer responsibilities and you know they they could just devote a lot of their time to magic the gathering and (laughs) people have gotten older people have have grown up and they've got new responsibilities and magic has changed without them and they don't have time to invest in a new hobby or to find out other things because maybe they have you know proper jobs or families or other commitments that mean they don't have a lot of time to learn a new game, a new set of lore, a new world of characters and what have you. So magic is the thing that they, they rely on. Uh, and if you see that changing from what made you like it in the first place, then that's going to be frustrating and upsetting for people. Um, but don't make it my problem. <laughs> I understand it sucks. Like, it's not... It's if, if you really don't like the direction it's going, that's going to suck, that's going to feel bad, but like I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it's... It's not good for you to just constantly rant and rave and but boys and the coach don't know what they're doing. This is really like, I don't know. They have a lot of very well-paid, very talented and 
informed people working on set design and world building and all these things and like they probably know more than you and also it's happening had, so show they, up. <laughs> they had a record breaking yep. profitable year that's the sound in a pandemic in a pandemic where nobody could play Magic the Gathering in person exactly I think they know what they're doing. Like, yeah, and like I say, I don't because I don't want to like, you know, because there's been a lot of like let people enjoy things, and, and and that in itself becomes toxic and everything. Like if you're generally upset about it, that's fine. I understand that, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. But you can't just constantly be made angry by these things. And because this announcement has a lot of the things that are going to upset you, so sorry about that. Yeah. But that was just a general. I'm going to reference that point, but that was just get out there because these things are happening uh, but this set looks cool we had a like a steampunk set right with Kaladesh and that was very yeah sort of yeah that was very different to what we'd seen from Magic the Gathering before really it was less fantasy less and more like kind of sci-fi like steampunky so this is like another take on it where it's like cyberpunk stuff um, and we've only seen like a couple of pieces of art like you said so this doesn't inform the what the entire plane looks like now, or what the lore is, or what's going to happen in the set. So it just looks cool, and I like them taking. Yeah, this certainly. From what we've seen, I think it looks cool, definitely. And you know, sci-fi and fantasy have gone hand in hand forever, and yep. that's totally, totally fine. We also have plenty examples of, of sci-fi stuff and you know technology in in old magic as well. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with this. I think it looks cool from what we've seen uh, yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the mechanics are in the set because famously Kamigawa does have some crap mechanics so yeah. it'd be good to good to see them get Kamigawa right and, and do it justice and yeah I, I think this is cool I'm fully fully on board with this I was reminded I do want about the mechanics sweep the other day yeah <laughs> we were doing like a, one of them like the Sporkle quizzes <laughs> That's like yeah, name yeah. name the mechanics from these sets, and like got to Kamigawa. Like, okay, Bushido. Okay, Ninjutsu. Okay, uh, uh, Splice. Okay, the hell is Sweep? <laughs> I could not <laughs> name a single Sweep card. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they won't go back to Sweep <laughs> or Bushido. Yeah. So many, so many strange ones. Yeah, Kamigawa was wild. So I'm excited to see them do it again. Like sort of do justice to a plane that had such cool lore and so it was such a great world it's a shame that the cards kind of sucked so hopefully yeah. bringing like modern design philosophy and fire design I guess to what is like a beloved plane for a lot of people would be really cool and like a brand new setting like 2000 years in the future right? so it's very cool yeah definitely yeah I, I do say so, yeah, I like it a lot definitely I assume we're going to see like some sort of like sci-fi cyberpunk like anime tie-in as well like when it comes to like the like showcase frames of cards or like collector booster alternate vault or something like I, i'm sure they're going to do something cool with it like maybe we'll get like i don't know like holographic cards or something yeah. i, I want to see them go like really go out go all out when it comes to the showcase version of things yeah well i mean they've they've like done a japanese time for like a bunch of sets that didn't really make sense to have a japanese time yeah, this yeah. one would make so much sense to have Japanese times. I hope they do something cool. Like, yeah, uh, the anime planeswalkers were, were great, like in the manga style, and like doing something yeah. like that would be really cool. Or like taking sensibilities from like Japanese card games and whatever would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's going to be good. Got a lot of faith in it. 
I do I do want to know what the uh, what the, what the the name is on the on the logo though. That's definitely something that's interesting me. So obviously we've got you look at the, the logo. It says Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, but those characters in the background don't say Neon Dynasty. So I I I want to know what they are. I think the kanji are a little bit too obscured for me to to read. But I'm I'm sure some like people who who know Japanese would be able to translate that fairly easily. I'm sure it's nothing particularly yeah, interesting. I'm sure it's not hidden information because Japanese people have already seen this as well. So like, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's hidden information. I just I just I don't know. I don't know why they just didn't translate Neon Dynasty when they've put Neon Dynasty in English over the top of it. To hammer home that it's based on Japan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I don't mean yeah. Like they could have just put the the like the the katakana and the kanji for Neon Dynasty underneath it, but who knows? Who knows? Yep. That's what I'll do. I guess I'll I'll do that after we if we finish recording. Sweet. Figure out what that actually says in, yeah. <laughs> in Japanese. Cool. So Kamigawa, I think it's going to be great. Let's move on to another very strange setting for magic. We have the streets of New Capenna. Uh, so this is going to be a a plane is based on 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 three colours, uh, and it's all about crime families within a, a big city, New Capenna. I'm so I'm so excited for this. <laughs> it's just like truly truly bizarre. I don't think we know what what the plane is. I assume New Capenna is going to be the the city. Maybe it's the plane as well, and it's going to be some sort of like you know, like Ravnica, but it's the 1930s or whatever. I just like. The... <laughs> I mean, first of all, the art that we have of Ob Nixonus wearing a pinstripe suit is is excellent. It's bizarre. It's truly, so truly bizarre. Good. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And then, yeah, it says a city with special significance to Elspeth, which is interesting. And yeah. Built by angels, now run by three coloured demon crime families. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so, like, we don't know anything about this, pretty much. Um, yeah. And crime families, the, the Godfather, the Sopranos, they come to Magic the Gathering. And Obnix and this appears to run a crime family of demons, which yeah, is, definitely. is just cool. I feel like I they just the, read someone's fanfic and ran with it. Quite possibly. I, th- like. I think the the art's quite interesting as well. Like, do you think that? So obviously, the art shows Obnix in his in his suit, his wings out, and he's he's gripping like what looks like a like a dead or really really roughed up and beaten up demon in one hand. And like, do you, do you think he's just like? He's just done that, or is he like grabbing that 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 you know with the fallen comrade and going, oh, you know, look how they've look how they've butchered my boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long have you sat it's on that really, one? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I think it's a really really cool setup. I'm interested to know more. I think that like, it's just bizarre. It's really really bizarre to see this this setting in Magic the Gathering and specifically Obnixilus in this setting as well because obviously we've had things like conspiracy where it's it's had that sort of like you know conspiracy element to it you've got the the different warring factions within the city and and you know crime and and things going on in the shadows and we have some of that stuff with like the Demir and Ravnica but yeah a whole like like mafia crime boss city yeah, that's gonna be sweet. That's gonna be sweet. I mean, it's just like between this and Kamigawa, but the future, it, it just solidifies that wizards have just hundreds of possible opportunities. Because like the the typical fantasy 
well of, of lore and planes was going to drive eventually. Yeah. So like, if you put a slight twist on it, so like it's still optics and it's and it still looks vaguely fantasy. Like it's not he's not just wearing a suit. It's like got armor plates and he's wearing like a helmet and he's got like yeah he is still a literal demon. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So like it's still informed by that, but like it, it shows that we've got places to. So you could have like a, a western set or like a cowboy set, right? Like yeah. And so that which exactly, yeah, exactly which like ten years ago they'd be like no they would never do that they must be true to the the sexy of fantasy tropes, but I was just like no this is this is a thing they can do. Um, which is exciting. Oh, I've had a great, I've had a great idea for, for a western set, and it's uh, never going to happen. And now I'm incredibly sad. What, what is it? What's right there? how you, it's how you bring Doc Faden back. The planes walk. The planes walk to the western plane, and there he is in a saloon. Okay. Doc Faden. Oh, we thought you died on on Ravnica, but no, he's he's been this this lone gunman living out his his days in a saloon. That would be cool. It would be really cool. Dak's dead, man. I know. I just. <laughs> no, he did. Uh, he did get a secret lair. Yeah, he did. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll get to that. I've got thoughts about those. We've got like three hours but, yeah. to go. It's fine. <laughs> this is cool. I, I I just I love everything about this plane from what we've seen from the art and yeah. the one or two very vague leaks that we've had. Big fan. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Let's move on. To our next Premier set, it is Dominaria United. My favourite football team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a football team, and one of my friends said to Ferry Henri, and it's the funniest thing I've read in my entire life. That is very good. It's very that funny. is very good. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so it it makes sense that we're leading up to Magic's 30th anniversary. Let's let's get things rolling on Dominaria again. Let's get it back into people's minds. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be good. Pretty much every set on Dominaria is good. Last time we went there was amazing. I can't imagine this will be as good as the last one because, as far as I'm aware, Richard Garfield's not involved with this one. But hey, it's going to be great. You can never go wrong with a set and Dominaria in my eyes. I'm happy to go back. Yeah, I mean. Dominaria is the, the plane that started Magic, so I'm excited to find out what Dominaria United means, what they're uniting against. Um, I can I can take a guess, but what their, yeah. what their football kit looks like. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it, yeah, we don't know anything, really. Um, the, the art is a big spirally, what looks like an orrery uh, of big like chrome-looking tube things. On Dominaria, it's not very exciting <laughs> to look at. It's a bit cool, it's a nice piece of art, but like we haven't been given it. At least, you know, it's not like Obnix and it's in a pinstripe suit, right? Yeah. We've given very, same. very few hints on uh, on what we're going on. But yeah, Dominaria's Dominaria's a good plan, and the last Dominaria set was great, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I think it kind of I, that one bit of splash art that we, we've seen so far kind of reminds me of that that unused art for Khan that I don't think has been used yet from that big magic like planeswalker collage poster thing that came out a few years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where we we've, we still have we've still have a couple of art for planeswalkers that haven't been used yet and yeah Khan kind of looks somewhere like that maybe so maybe we'll get a, a new Khan which I mean you got to assume so Dominaria right I mean it, it won't matter none of us will know what the lore is 
Well, I also yeah, know what the story that's is. That's true, it yeah. yeah. It just doesn't matter anymore, does it? Could, does you, tell me, could you tell me any of the story fine. of the current standard Tertian standard? Uh, uh, there's a magic school and... Yeah, but what's the, what's the story? The Wanderer what's the, was there or something. What's, the, what's the lore? What happened in no that idea. Uh, Liliana was there, but she was a teacher and yep. wasn't Liliana, and then yep. said, oh, oh no, actually I'm Liliana. And yep. That's all I could tell you. All I could tell you. So we'll just see Dubnera again, and that's fine. And we'll never know what happened yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if they release a book, I'll probably read the book. Depends, which, who, uh, depends who wrote it. That's yeah, true, yeah. It depends who's, who writes it, and depends... The cons in it, and depends how I many don't know. sexualities of characters are questioned for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just happy to get back on Dominaria. And speaking of Dominaria, we'll move on to quarter four. So the last premiere set to be released next year is going to be the Br- Brothers War. Yeah. So again, fits in perfectly with this theme of like oh, leading up to Magic's 30th anniversary. Let's go right back to where it all began. Uh, so again, this one is set on Dominaria, and this is set to a pivotal story in Dominaria's history, a feud between Urza and Mishra. And yeah, I think this is going to be sweet. So I think the the way this was pitched on the stream was kind of that it's like a like a prequel to Antiquities, and I'm so down for that. I think it's yeah. going to be super cool. I mean, I like. I don't know. I kind of. I kind of. I'm. I really want them to get going with like the next big story, which yeah. we imagine involves the the new Phyrexians, right? Um, yeah, it's Con Liberated scoring a hat trick against <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's so that's a good one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of want like them to get on with the story and stuff and have something of like some meat because Theros yeah. and Death barely mattered in terms of grand story arc. Theronibar Drain certainly didn't matter in terms of grand story arc, apart from oh, in- mm. introducing a character, right? And slightly fleshing out yeah. the Kenriths, I guess. I think I think it's just been like little hints towards Phyrexian stuff rather than like yeah. this is where the story is going and in the next set they pick up from that. And it hasn't really been a continuous story, it's just been like, Oh, Ashiok discovers what the Phyrexians are. Oh, Ashiok is now left Elspeth alone to go find out what the Phyrexians are. Yeah, and um, but like these sets are, are kind of a depart from that which which I like and don't like at the same time because I want them to go on with the story but like you know Kamigawa 2000 years in the future like so that means that because Kamigawa the original was meant to exist at the same time as all the other planes right that's why Tamiyo couldn't go to Innistrad unless Tamiyo was 2000 years old um, so it means either the Kamigawa the first time wasn't taking place at the same time as the rest of the sets were or uh, Neon Dynasty isn't taking place at the same time, and the Brothers War is obviously just literally going back to pretty much thirty years ago, um, and it, it's using characters that are dead, <laughs> like in terms of story. Yeah, I mean, in t- in terms of story, I don't know, like how much do we want to go into leaks? Because there are there are things we can discuss. I mean, we can do. It's not like we have a big yeah. pull here. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, you know, we know from leaks that Jinga Taxis is going to be in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, so... Yeah, so like... Is that much? Yeah. Was it Jinga Taxis Reality Hacker? So, we'll see. We'll see what that ends up being. Maybe there'll be time travel shenanigans involved. Uh, maybe the plane of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is all a simulation. Who knows? Who knows what it'll end up being? That'd but cool. you know, we do know from leaks that Jinga Taxis will be in, in that set. 
Yeah, but then obviously the Brothers War is literally going back to to just it's like I say a prequel to Antiquities. Yeah, it's a prequel set. Yeah, it's very 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 old lore that we're revisiting, which is very cool. But it's just it's I'm surprised this isn't a supplementary set. Yeah, definitely. Like your Modern Horizons kind of thing. Like yeah, because Urza was there, yeah. right? and you got to f- flesh out Urza a little bit there in the supplementary set, in, like with Commander sets. Yeah, like, the hero it's characters gonna be weird. That we don't care about anymore. Um, it's gonna be weird having like a Urza. Like an Urza card in standard, alongside like, like a Teferi card and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the, that's the thing that you have. Yeah, here's Urza from the past being played alongside Renan Seven from the present. Like. Yeah, it's just it's a little odd, but it's cool. Very jarring. Yeah, no, I love it. Because you know, magic has historically been uh, like chronological, right? Or something, something's time spiral, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but but. That was a specific. I don't know. It's 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 cool. I'm, I'm into it. It's just it's a bit yeah. weird where you're like, say you have Ixalan where the story is happening, and then concurrently in the next set, here's what the other planeswalkers are doing that aren't Jace Raska. Yeah. And then they all come together to like War of the Spark or whatever. You know. Whereas this is just and let's go thirty years in the past. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm excited for it because it's gonna be cool, and Urza and Mishra will be cool. It's just a little odd that we're sort of deviating from from the the. The linear timeline. Yeah, I get it definitely. Yeah, it was, this, I, it's just this announcement it's cool. all over. It's just magic is doing weird things now, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that the so I hadn't seen any leaks for this at all. I don't know if there were any. I don't think there were, but I I want to take a take a random stab in the dark for this one, and I think I think they're going to reprint the Tron lands and standard here. That would be a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think so. If we're going back to Brothers War time when Urza and Mishra are making their making their machines, making their armies, making their weapons, then there's there's certainly gonna be an Urza's Tower and an Urza's Mine and an Urza's Power Plant. Or maybe we'll see their counterparts. Maybe Mishra's there'll be Tower. some sort of Mishra Mishra version, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm into that idea. That sounds good. I think we're gonna see some something cool and Given that it's meant to be like a prequel to Antiquities, it's probably going to be an artifact set. So I look forward to it being way too powerful. <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's look forward to some bands in a quarter four set. It's gonna be fun. Well, gonna be fun. Look forward to bands in all of the sets, probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I've said before, like I'm cool with that. I'm, I'd rather them shoot for the moon and then have to ban things mm. than be a boring set. So. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely agree there. So speaking of things which will not be boring sets. After the standard releases, uh, we also have the supplementary products to talk about. Got the summary. First up, first up, here comes Mark Rosewater in his astronaut suit to tell us that unsets are back. <laughs> uh, we're getting a new unset in 2022. It is called Unfinity. It's magic, but it's in space, and it's a, a retro-futuristic aesthetic to it. So it's kind of a space carnival slash theme park, amusement park circus thing it kind of looks like like Tomorrowland from Disney but like a magic version of it remember when people were saying that Modern Horizons 2 was too silver bordered yeah that's not true that's just what magic is now this is silver bordered <laughs> when you look at the splash art and you've got someone walking around in an Ajani costume <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's yeah, you've got this is a like big roller coaster at the back called Teferi's Time Twister. There's a, a dinosaur wearing a cap. There's, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> some sort of stall where you can where you can win 
win like plush toys and there's a like fibble thip and a teferi with a mustache like yeah this is great yeah this is it looks wild I, i'm so so here for it yeah i so like this the was, um like unsets have their own they are their own sort of plane at this point right yeah well yeah so they had uh for unstable yep unstable was on a plane called bablovia uh, and I believe this one is on a different plane. I can't remember if they said the name of the plane, but this one is is set in space. It's going to be different planets. Uh, and the the idea was was oh we're going to do a top down unset, which I think that's super cool. That's something that they've never done before. And the whole the whole set is going to be built around this theme of exploring this retro futuristic theme park, and that's going to be sweet. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just I just so, think it's cool that the unsets instead of just being spoofs of actual magic cards, so just their own thing. So it's just magic with yeah. the wackiness turned up to eleven. Yeah, totally. I know from from leaks this was this was at least in playtest and it was called Urza's Funhouse. So you you can imagine <laughs> That's the kind of things that we're gonna see. So I am all for this. Yeah, definitely. We also know that unlands are back. This time we have full art basic lands that are space themed. So that's going to be cool. Again, it's, it's it's not really like anything we've seen before in Magic. Obviously, we had the, the Nyx lands. Uh, we don't know what they're going to look like yet. But I can imagine they're probably going to be quite different to those. And not only do we have Fallout Basic lands, we also have Space Shock lands. So, yeah, Shock lands are going to have Fallout Space uh, treatment as well. So, it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting to see what they are. And, like, Shock land reprints are fantastic. Anytime they can reprint like eternal staples all for it and putting them in like yeah. we, we don't know if, if they're going to like, I assume they're not going to be one every pack but if it's one every two packs one every three packs or whatever like yeah, it's going to be great well yeah because uh, unsets are great and people love them but you've got to make it actually worthwhile to purchase <laughs> yeah 100% because which historically it was okay well I, I I get to draft this fun set and have a fun time but there's very little chance of value and oh okay I get this full art land and now full art lands are nothing and not worth anything and they're all all 10p because there are so many of them so now you've yeah, got every, every set and secret layer and whatever like every everything has everything has special lands these days like look at the Innistrad coming up it's got like yeah. full art incredible lands two different two different cycles of incredible full art lands so yeah like they're not special anymore which is not necessarily a bad thing really it's just a bit of a bit of a feel bad if you you open a pack of, of of an unset and you know yeah you have a fun time but you don't get that value like you used to yeah. so I can definitely see why they've done it why they've included the shock lands here so that's good uh, and yeah so they're going to get draft boosters and collector boosters as well for this set so I imagine collector boosters will be opened a ridiculous amount and yeah shock lands are going to be cheap which is good very very good. Yeah, well, they print shocklands forever. Yeah, because if wanted them to like put them in commander decks or something, it's really crushed the price. But yeah. between like them recently being printed in in Guilds of Ravnica and Ravnica Allegiance, and the Secret Lair and this, like shocklands are just gonna be like five pounds now for for a, great. A, a a good period of time. Yeah, which is which is excellent. Makes Pioneer and Modern more afford more affordable. Means your commander mana bases can be better. And you have a choice of what you want. Do you want the actual Ravnica ones, or do you want space-themed ones, or do you want the Secret Lair ones that are set on different planes? Like, it's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Do you want the expeditions? Do you want the Zendikar Rising expeditions? It's exactly. Choice. It's given choice. And 
That's great, definitely. Yeah. Definitely great. More choice, more accessibility. Big fan. Let's move on to our next supplementary set. We have, this one's a mouthful, Dungeons & Dragons Battle for Baldur's Gate Commander Legends. Dreamstar Historic Horizons no, Mythic that one's Edition. Coming later. That's what I mean, like, there's just all the sets <laughs> appear to be full sentences now, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, that's fun. Uh, so, people liked the D&D flavour, but the, but the D&D set was bad, and there were very few cards that people were actually excited about. Yeah. And this is a chance to ramp up the power level and give people flavour uh, for D&D, which they enjoyed the first time, and print another Holbury chip, so that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be white this time. Yeah, because then it wouldn't be banned. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, something out of nowhere again. Uh, running back Commander Legends very, very quickly. Running back D&D almost instantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, more Commander cards, I guess. I I hate that with a passion. I hate them printing cards directly into Commander. I think it's extremely bad for the health of the format and for the secondary market in general. Uh, and for generally, just just players in general, um, that you have to keep on top of the, the cards in your deck, and only cards that were printed in the last five years are actually playable in the format. But it's going to appeal to a lot of people. The set's going to sell very, very well. People seemed to enjoy the first Commander Legends, even though they didn't actually get to draft the set. Um, and it's got all the flavour from D and D again, which people like. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a home run, even if I don't personally think that it should exist <laughs> yeah totally so they've said that they're focusing sort of specifically on the, the city of Baldur's Gate in this one um, building Commander first gameplay of Commander Legends uh, bringing back that Commander draft thing so I don't know maybe we'll see the Prismatic Piper back or if not there'll be some sort of D&D version of that as well and that'll, be, that'll be cool that'll be interesting to see new mechanics more flavorful spells from D&D and they're also bringing back the Commander Legend style foil etched legendary creatures. Yay, everyone loves those. Yeah. I mean, you know, people did like those Commander Legends style foil etched legendary creatures. It's just all of the other foil etching treatments that they just don't know that they're etched. Have not have not <laughs> not been yeah, have not been able to understand at all. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I think this will be a well received product and I think it's cool. And I think it, it, a lot of people are gonna love it, and that's good enough for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I won't play this product. Maybe there'll be a, a new card for a legacy deck somewhere that I might face down or play in a deck that I play. But yeah, no, we'll see. We'll uh, see. If if this like this most likely is not for me, but if it's your jam, like hell yeah, enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah, that's sort of how I'm I'm interacting with magic now. <laughs> I just I get the people who are good at Maverick and Lantern Control to tell me that a card from the new set is good. So I buy a player set of that card so I can play it, and then, uh, like a month after a set's released, I just go on to a retailer and buy all the foils I want for my commander deck. <laughs> and that is how I don't like <laughs> engage with it day one and can go out the spoilers and think about what's going to be good in my decks and stuff. I just wait for people who are smarter than me to do it, and then yeah. I wait until the foils are cheap, <laughs> which is a good way to interact with it. Honestly, it takes a lot of the stress. Yeah, out of it. for sure. Definitely, definitely agree. Cool. So it's not only. Commander Legends that was returning so quickly. We also get Double Masters, Double Masters 2022. So yeah, mm. the actual Double Masters is, is just back. So rather than trying to innovate on the product, they just take the old Masters way of just you know, we'll stick an eight, stick a year on the end of the name, or we'll just do it, make it an annual thing. Double Masters is back this time. Double Masters 2022. Uh, we know that 
Aminatu is probably in the set because they're featured in the art that was spoiled with the set. But it's just the art from the original all we know. original card from Commander 18 for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So. so I can only assume that that card's in the set. So we know that yep. every pa every pack is going to contain two foil cards and two rare or mythic rare cards in each draft booster. They said there's going to be more powerful reprints and multicolor draft focus. Yeah, no, I like I like this a lot. I like this this take for master sets because. Double Masters didn't really mean anything in terms of, you know, so before you had Modern Masters and Eternal Masters, right? Yeah. And now they're just being very vague. So, like, because Eternal Masters went to be like, here are all your Legacy and Commander cards, and Modern Masters, just, yeah. here's, your, here's all your Modern cards, and then Iconic Masters and Ultimate Masters were just sort of random off the cuff, here are some cards. <laughs> um, but just stick it to Double Masters, because Double Masters means you can do the two foil, two rare, and mythic thing. You can probably run back the VIP boosters, which is great. Um, and here's just a place to print a bunch of commander staples and like a snapcaster mage or something um, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. tie to anything so like the original Double Masters, Double Masters was very artifact heavy but that's because it was meant to be artifact masters and they sort of called them all a bit at the last minute um, so yeah just instead of doing Modern Masters 2015-2017 you just do Double Masters now and that's the master set and you still get to do the, the double foil thing and that's, yeah. that's cool it, it's it's how I hope master sets stay. Sounds good. Yeah, to me. just give give us a, a biennial printing of Force of Will. Like, put it in here. That, yeah, that will do me. Yeah, exactly. Term. Every two every two every two years, give us double masters or some sort of master set. Stick Force of Will, Mana Drain, Mana Crypt in. Go wild. Do whatever you want with the rest of the set. Yeah, you put put a Renin Six in here, a Force of Negation. Just yeah. print the absolute crap out of things. Um, because we need Ren and Six reprint <laughs> already. <Yeah. laughs> it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It sucks that it'll be expensive, but you know, like we saw with the last set, they'll probably justify the high price. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good I set I, for sure. It, it's, it's it's it was a, it was a great set in terms of EV, but I I just don't like the higher barrier entry. But uh, you know. Then it obviously did obviously did a very very good very very good things for them um, yeah their data will show that that's the correct thing to do so so be it I guess I have a lot of cancelable opinions on that <laughs> <laughs> if something is too expensive then don't buy it yeah I mean <laughs> like, yeah I agree, I agree I agree with it definitely the point about like, is really I high but like, the good thing about master sets is they reduce the price on a lot of expensive things that people really want yeah so like when you put uh, Scroll Rack and Rings of Bright Half into Commander Legends, the price was just so low that it's ridiculous compared to the really high price that it had been that was keeping people from playing with the cards they wanted to play in their decks. And Double Masters, sure, you, you might not be able to afford a £100 booster pack, but then don't buy a £100 booster pack. Just yeah. reap the rewards of... I've never understood that, like, this has a high price of entry and it's not accessible. Like, yeah, but booster packs don't have to be accessible, the cards within them do. And they're trying really, really hard to make things affordable. Like we've seen with the Shocklands, with so many reprints of Shocklands, they're trying to make those things affordable for people. And yeah, so let I, other I people think, open the stupidly expensive products so you can reap the benefits of the of the cheaper staples. Like yeah, like I fully understand how it works, but also they could just make everything cheaper. Like <laughs> yeah, but then they make make less money, and we can't have that. Yeah, that that's it at the end of the day. Like you know, I. I don't agree with, with their 
decisions, but that doesn't mean that their decisions aren't the correct business decisions. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just it's, don't it's like the, the whole, business decisions. It's like just a rehashed argument of like, oh, I can't believe Kabalkov is, is a mythic and not a rare. I can't believe it's £19 instead of £15. Like, but if you're, I don't know, if your engagement with the hobby rests on the difference of £4 with a very good card in your deck, then I don't think you're doing the right things with your money in terms of your hobby. And that's, like I said, countable opinions, right? <laughs> um, just stop spending money you don't have, then. But they would have the money if the, if the barrier entry was lower was lower in the first place. Like, yeah. You know, things don't need to be as expensive. Pretty much everything in life does not need to be as expensive as it is. It just is because we live in a world that's run on wealth accumulation unfortunately yeah I mean most and, of my you know, we, we, we live in systems and engage in systems and Magic the Cavern very much so is a system that encourages and supports that that system and you know all of their data says hey we can afford to sell booster boxes for £250 and players will you know enough players will buy it and that's good that means we can put some extra stuff in here to make it look like hey it's great you, the EV on this product's great it you know it it works. It just sucks. That it has to be this way. I think. Yeah, I agree. Just, just stop buying things you can't afford. I don't know. I like. I always get like see people's opinions being like everything should be cheap, and you shouldn't say that people shouldn't buy things that they want to buy. And like you're not entitled to be able to play a luxury game like Magic the Gathering if you can't afford to. Oh, if we had a universal basic income, yeah, yeah, what they want. So. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> That's it. I think it, you know the two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like a hundred percent, if you if you cannot afford to buy hundred pound booster packs, do not buy one hundred pound booster packs. But also, like, why the fuck are they making a hundred pound booster packs? Like that should not be a thing. Like, I'm okay with the company that makes my favorite game making money. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I'm just not okay with with it making billionaires. It's, yeah, I love when it's it at the end of the, you know. I love when we both uh, agree but decide to argue anyway. <laughs> this is my favourite part of this podcast. This, this is the thing. It's like you know, in terms of the company, like the the, the the business practices they carry out are correct because they make a lot of money for the business. They they absolutely do make a lot of money for the business and are correct business decisions and business practices to be doing. They're just not not ones that I am a fan of or would choose to do. But there's nothing I can do about that. But voice my opinion. Well, if we lived in the communist utopia we all want, maybe we wouldn't have Magic the Gathering. So that's a oh, worthwhile like... trade-off. Speaking of other things that we we do not get to have, is uh, Jumpstart. Jumpstart King is back. King of the Segway. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So Jumpstart, that came out last year, apparently, for some people. I don't know. They're like... I'm sure there are some countries in the world that still just haven't had their first shipment. But, yeah, we got uh, a very Jumpstart, limited supply. Yeah, I don't know if, if like a lot of countries in South America even got any at all. Um, <laughs> Jumpstart 2022 has been announced. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they'll have sorted out the supply issues. Um, I mean, I assume most of the world has kind of just opened up anyway and they don't really care anymore. So I, I think supply issues probably won't be half as bad as the way for the first one. We hope so. But Jumpstart is back. So they've said that 
Leaping to new heights, Jumpstart 2022 comes back with a new Booster Fun card treatment, so that'll be interesting. A new to Magic card in every pack. Dozens of themes to mix and match for fun. With plenty of amazing reprints for fans to enjoy. So, yep. we've got reprints, that's cool. Uh, new to Magic card in every pack, that's interesting, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see close to the time true, though, what those cards right. are going to be. Uh, I am unsure if every pack had a new to magic card. Probably, yeah, I, I wouldn't think it, be surprised. I, I just, I don't think most of them were noteworthy. So uh, like, yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I guess it was technically because some of them were M twenty one cards, and M twenty one hadn't been released yet. <laughs> sure, that was but, the thing, wasn't but it? It's like sometimes it's a, sometimes it's an Allosaurus Rider, Allosaurus Shepherd, sorry, yeah. or a Moxus, and sometimes it's a release that does. Yeah. Right, and like you don't really care about the fact that release the dogs is new to magic because it's, it's a race the alarm variant that wasn't very exciting. Yeah. So like it could be new to magic, but it, just, it can just be a, a shit common <laughs> that you, you yeah. want to play in your Jumpstart limited deck. So. But yeah, I yeah. look forward to them screwing up historic again and printing new legacy staples in this product. Yeah, I mean, and I guess technically, like every every pack did have a new to, to magic card because they all had a unique basic land in them as well, didn't they? God, you're pedantic. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they'll run that back. Maybe that's what we'll see. Yeah, give us Phyrexian, yeah. Phyrexian Mountain this time, maybe. Please just give me Phyrexian Forests. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Give me Phyrexian Lands and Foil, mainly. I want to use them in my ADH deck, but they don't come in foil, so... Uh, it does. What, the Phyrexian Swamp? Yeah. Does it? Secret Lair, yeah. It's one of the Secret Oh, lair. yeah, but I'm not spending yeah, like £30 cards. per land. Well, I'm stupid, Joe. Not completely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just went on a tangent about capitalism for ten minutes. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware that my main interest. You can run that back. <laughs> I'm aware that my main interests in my career are at odds with my feelings about capitalism in general. But <laughs> I'm yeah. a complex human being. Okay. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> but that's not all in terms of supplementary products. So we also have uh, universes beyond. Uh, let's go. Let's go. So we had more information about universes beyond. Uh, first up, we had a sneak peek of the the Warhammer 40k Commander decks. Yes. So we know there's going to be four Commander decks, uh, and it says here, and of course, Space Marines. They say Space Marines, they mean Ultramarines, definitely, because we've seen two bits of artwork, and they are both Ultramarines. Yeah, Ultramarines are the poster boys there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Makes sense what how they would be doing that. Yeah. I mean, I assume, I still assume there's going to be like, a Space Marine deck, an Orc deck, I don't know, like a Chaos deck and a Tyranid deck or something maybe. Yeah, there'll be like a Xenos deck, right? Yeah. And then like yeah, two, yeah, two Space Marine factions. Yeah, it'll be Ultramarines and the Blood Angels, Commander deck, an Orc deck, and then, yeah, whatever your aliens are. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, so two Space Marines, two Xenos deck, like, yeah, Orcs, Orcs and Nids, and then, uh, yeah, Blood Angels and, and Ultramarines, whatever. And Ultramarines probably, yeah. But I mean, this art is amazing. Uh, I am not a fan of Space Marines, and everyone who plays Ultramarines uh, has no friends. But <laughs> I, I mean, like, there's a lot of amazing 40k art already that exists. Yeah. But there's something about seeing it in like this very specific magic style with magic art direction, and it's a little less realistic, a little less true to life, um, and it's it's just very exciting. Yeah, it's cool. And it, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people, and I'm, I'm aware I'm on the other side of the fence from all these people that were like, 
uh, when I was saying, oh, the Walking Dead sequel there is going to make me quit Magic the Gathering, because uh, I was being a petulant child. Um, <laughs> I imagine there are a lot of people on the other side, and I'm like, no, actually, this is great. Uh, it's just because just I really like Warhammer 40,000. Um, yeah. And it's it's probably my favourite hobby at the moment, like over magic. So I'm extremely excited for this. My two, I mean, one of them is a more recent hobby, but my two favourite hobbies coming together in one thing is very very exciting. Even if I disagree, yeah. I, I personally dislike the crossover of IPs generally. This specific IP is for me, so I'm into it, <laughs> which makes me a hypocrite, yeah. but I'm okay <laughs> with it. I guess that's just just the theme this week, right? I, like I said I'm a complex individual. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it's going to be cool, definitely. Like, it says that the decks are going to feature new art, new cards, and powerful reprints, all set in the world of Warhammer 40k. So, yep. that's cool. Definitely excited to see what reprints they're putting here. Yeah. Again, they could. You know, this is the first time they've they've done anything like this in terms of like, you know, a full box product, a new IP. So I. I wouldn't be surprised if if they juiced these decks a little and put it, you know, put some good reprints in there. Yeah. So that's gonna be cool. It's gonna be good to see. Yeah, I want like a like a Tyranid themed green sun zenith or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like cards they haven't reprinted in a while that are like very good for commander but have applicability outside of that, just with some very specific art. And like I said, yeah. it's options, right? So like we'll get onto the to the other like secret layers and stuff, but secret layers just give you options. So like you can still have a version of the card, but if you want a version of the card that has a specific IP on it, then you have that option, and I think that's cool. Man, I, I mean, if, if like, me 12 months ago heard, heard me talking about this now, I'm very <laughs> confused. <laughs> yeah, it's just very, it's, it's very, very different, isn't it? Well, it's, I when it's the, a thing the, I like, I like it, right? <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, I think, you know, the whole Walking Dead thing, I think my opinions very much have not changed on it at all. Like, this is not for me. This is incredibly weird, and I also hate that it's mechanically unique cards that are only available in this one limited product in such a limited time scale that some people in countries of the world cannot cannot even get. That sucks, but hey, if you're releasing a commander deck that'll be available in local game stores, or a booster set that'll be available in, in Walmart, then yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, and it's, it's crossing over of, of the streams of players, right? So like, yeah. I'm starting my first ever D&D campaign and I mean I wanted to do that for a long time anyway but the D&D magic set made that more exciting for me because I have an in on the lore yeah. and like I recognise some of the characters now and whatever and this is another way like get magic players into 40k it might get some 40k players into magic and that's great that's not a bad thing at all yeah totally cool so the other universe beyond product that we got more information about is Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth yeah so They've said this one's coming in 2023, so we do have a, have a year it's being released now, so that's good. It's going to be called Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. Uh, it is a full Magic set release, so it is a full booster set. It is not a premier set, so it won't be going into standard. However, they did confirm that it is going to be coming into, into modern. That's exciting. That's weird. It is weird, uh, isn't it? I don't it? think I like it. I mean, I was just—I like, was saying at the top of the show about how, like, I don't like people that just complain about things. But here, I'm going to complain. Uh, yeah. I just—I don't know. It's an odd choice. I think when Modern Horizons was first announced, I was a little bit iffy about it. I'm like, mm, I think cards should go through standard if they're to be good in Modern, and to be playable there. Yeah. Um, but then I've come to love Modern Horizons just because of of how well I think those two sets so far have been created. 
um, and I have warmed to the idea of just printing sets straight into, straight into modern. It just yeah, this just seems it's... a weird choice for this one. Yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely a strange choice. I mean, I I, I really don't hate the, uh, the you know printing cards straight into modern thing like now because I think where like modern is such an old format now with so many yeah. so many sets you know they kind of have to move the needle on what model it modern is and you know and turn it into this almost legacy style format and I'm absolutely fine with where modern is currently. Yep. But yeah, I think I do think it is going to be odd to have like cards from the Lord of the Rings set are going to be modern legal I mean I've got no issue with, I don't know yeah I was going to say I had no issue with, with them being like legacy and vintage legal but even even then it feels feels strange to me yeah it, it's just modern's the new legacy that's we're getting closer and closer to that every every day pretty yeah, much yeah definitely definitely so because it was because with you know Commander Commander X like fair legal in legacy and vintage and that was just sort of that was that was a world I was born into right yeah, yeah. When that that decision was made before I started playing Magic, so that was always the way. Commanded X and Legacy Legal, but I imagine that was kind of weird at the time uh, for people, especially with the advent of Flusser Storm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is just that's it's different now. That this is this is how it works, and modern is now the old because you know modern is now so much older than the cards that were legal in modern when modern was invented, right? Like yeah, the, definitely. The, the gap between uh, 8th edition and the start of modern is shorter than the start of modern and, and now. It's a huge format. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, this is fine, I think. It's weird, but yeah. that they're starting with the Lord of the Rings, like, Universes Beyond set. <laughs> um, but more set straight to modern is fine. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I think very much it'll just it'll probably just end up like it does with, with like every set that gets you know finds its way into modern where at the most we'll only ever see one or two cards I mean I guess with the exception of Modern Horizons new sets but the most we'll only ever really see one or two cards from that set and you know if anything is broken or ridiculous they'll they'll ban it but yeah it's it's definitely going to feel a little jarring I think at first but it's cool it's definitely cool I, I, I think Lord of the Rings is definitely a an IP that fits with Magic a lot more naturally than something like Warhammer 40k does, or you know, some of the other things that we might talk about soon. Uh, yeah, I also like that. But they it's going to be. They seem to be going like directly from the source material, and like they they have a splash out of Gandalf, and that doesn't look like Sirian McKellen. So yeah, not yeah, not really. No. They're going for like the characters, so they're trying to implement the characters into. Um, into into magic lore rather than uh, just planting a character that already exists onto a magic card. So it's th- this yeah, this absolutely. IP integration is a little less jarring. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, said that Gandalf, Gollum, Frodo, Aragorn, the characters you know will immerse you in Middle Earth as you battle for the One Ring, scheme with Saruman, or journey to the heights of Mount Doom. So I, I can only assume that they're all going to have cards in the set. So that's cool, definitely. Yeah. And there's also going to be four commander decks and special secret layer drops for the set as well. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah. I assume, I don't know, maybe the commander decks will be like the like the battle for the five armies. Like, but like four of the armies. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be like humans, elves, dwarves and orcs or something. Uh, well, they can do five. Five commander decks. Yeah, I think... They've specified four, though. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Why have they done that? I don't know. 
I don't know. It'll be cool, whatever it is, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's get to it. Let's just get to it. So, <laughs> secret lair news. Um, we also got two new secret lair drops. Mm-hmm. And these two will be universes beyond related as well. Mm-hmm. So, first up, first up, we have Street Fighter. Great. Incredible. So, Street Fighter celebrates its 35th anniversary in 2022. Uh, and, yeah, they have a partnership with Street Fighter. They can have a secret lair. Uh, so far, we know one card, so we know Chun Li's in it, and the Chun Li card has Multi Kicker, because because she's she kicks Chun Li kicks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> she kicks multiple times. Yeah, uh, it's this thing as well. Like this is just as weird and jarring as the Walking Dead one, right? It doesn't really fit in Magic. I mean, that piece of art could be like in a in a Kans of Tarkir set, right? Um, I mean, like yeah, possibly like yeah. a Monk card, right? That's what it like it looks like, and, and yeah. Chun Li could fit into that. Um, it's a little easier to take now that we know that there will be actual magic lore versions in on the list. So you don't have to play... So if you like what the Chun-Li card does, but don't want to play Chun-Li in your Magic the Gathering deck, you can play whatever the magic version of it is, is of it, like six points down the line. Yeah. Um, but I like Street Fighter, so... <laughs> I, yeah, I'm okay I, with this one too. I <laughs> love Street Fighter a lot. Um, yeah, again, was that like... With these ones, I'm glad they're not going into modern because I feel like that would just feel <laughs> considerably more jarring. <laughs> yeah, seeing like, sure. you know, Guile, like <laughs> <laughs> Guile on the same board as like Atomic Eye or something. I'd love that. Like, I think like that would feel like far more jarring than like Gandalf would for sure, definitely. Yeah. But you know, hey, maybe maybe we'll get to see Chun Li in Legacy or Vintage. My, it, it, my attitude it, it, it's towards definitely this. cool. It's interesting. I just, it's definitely interesting. Magic in twenty twenty one is a wild ride, and they're going to do all sorts yeah. of things. And you either you're either in or you're out. And I've decided to be all in. Honestly, I have feelings that's, about it. Yeah, I still think it's jarring, much... but I'm into it. It's it's what's it's what's happening. It's what they're doing, and that's I have to be fine with it. Otherwise, I should stop playing Magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much the same. Like, they're going to go all out with it. So yeah, go all out. Go absolutely go all out. The stuff that's for me, great. I'm, I'm, I'll enjoy it. And the stuff that isn't for me, I can just ignore it. And other people will enjoy fine. it, and that's nice. It's nice when other people yeah. enjoy things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So this is uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I I'm a big fan of, of Street Fighter. Uh, very 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 big fan of, of Street Fighter Two Turbo and Ultra Street Fighter Four. So I'm definitely interested to see which characters they put in this secret lair drop. Like, I assume it's going to be like Chun-Li, Ken Ryu, Kyle and Blanca maybe. Maybe yeah. we'll get Akuma as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Keep my eye out for it and maybe I'll purchase it. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get to it though. Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, where are we landing, boys? Oh, so gosh. this is the... Uh, <laughs> The other secret lair, Universe Beyond, that we got is in fact going to be two secret lairs, and it's a partnership with Fortnite. Poggers. Yeah, we <laughs> we real real gamers now. Like, Victory Royale, uh, etc. It's truly incredible, truly truly incredible. <laughs> so we got a nice bit of splash art where you see the the Fortnite characters are all there doing their thing. You've got the the goldfish goldfish person <laughs> doing a thumbs up. <laughs> The, the pink bears shuffling doing the Carlton dance you've got uh, I don't know someone in a fancy gold top 
Yeah. Wait, this is what this is what I was just saying. Like, I'm going to roll with magic wherever it goes because this is where they're going. This is what cemented it for me. <laughs> if we just had Street Fighter, I'd be like, oh, cool, I like Street Fighter, but I'm not into this sort of IP thing. I'm like, oh, we're doing one with Fortnite. Fuck it. This is where we're going. This is what it is, and I, I have to be down with it, right? Look, it's only up from here, right? It's so good. <laughs> it can't get any. It cannot get any lower than a Fortnite secret lair. I love it. So that is absolutely fine. You've absolutely just, fine. It, it's, it's happening, and I like. How could I be mad at it? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's the the, the thing that separates this from like The Walking Dead is that Fortnite isn't a dead IP. Fortnite is popular. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know this is going to sound weird. I know a lot of kids who play Magic. <laughs> uh, I work in a game store. It's fine. Um, kids that play Magic who are also really into Fortnite they have like Fortnite bags and Fortnite t-shirts and stuff and they really love Magic and like this is this is for them and I'm sure there are a bunch yeah. of adults who really love playing Fortnite as well and will be excited about this and maybe get some Fortnite players to play Magic and we can increase the toxicity of the Magic community um, yeah I, I even flipped the other way myself after this announcement I laughed at this for a good few hours and then downloaded Fortnite and played a game hell yeah did you enjoy yourself? for the very first time ever uh, not particularly. I, <laughs> it's not my kind I of won, game. I won though, so, oh, so that was a thing. Yeah, well done. I, I played one game of Fortnite and I got a victory royale. Shit, we've so got a pro game go. on the show. Yeah, yeah man, I, I officially like to announce my uh, retirement <laughs> from esports. <laughs> <laughs> Retire undefeated. Man, it's so perfect good. Perfect score. Yeah, one zero. Can't yeah. be better than that. Exactly. It's so good. <laughs> exactly. It's clean. It's a hundred percent. Win percentage. Hundred percent record of Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a move. <laughs> Not even Ninja has that. That's better than I can say. Uh, yeah. This is this is great. I'm into it. I, I'm mainly into it for. I, I said when we were talking about uh, Neon Dynasty about people like this isn't what magic is, and this was where it really hit home. A bunch of people just went straight to the keyboard. <laughs> just yeah. like, this is stupid. What's a magic? This isn't the game I play. Was the coast of ridiculous? Oh, fuck this game. Like, and that was I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> Dude, it's just a secret layer you don't have to buy with some funny characters from an extremely popular thing that's probably gonna make a load of money for the company that make a game you like. Like Yeah. Dude, it's cool. <laughs> I enjoy yeah. watching people implode with anger. That's what I mean. Like if, if you're getting this angry about Fortnite yeah. Secret Lake, do, do anything else. At least log yeah, off, absolutely. Jesus. Absolutely. Like yeah, please delete your Twitter like Twitter accounts. Like just mm. <laughs> 100% like, yeah I this this secret lair I guess these two secret lairs are not for me but the fact that they, they've partnership they've got a partnership with Fortnite and they're doing two secret lairs not just one two secret lairs means that hey they think there's money to be made here and there absolutely will be absolutely will be it's one of the most popular games out there I I am old and do not understand <laughs> it. it feels incredibly jarring to look at but some kids, you're right. Some kids are, are going to love this and going to going to want to have the Fortnite magic cards, and that's cool. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, and, and they get to enjoy that, and people enjoying things is nice. And also, yeah, you say I've... you're old, so the Street Fighter ones for you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Kids, the kids don't know what Street Fighter is. Yeah. It's the original Street Fighter. Um, the fact that it's 35 years old made me feel so old. <laughs> Good lord. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I I've been having a lot of fun, a lot of fun with, with this. All right, like we're seeing so many like you know, you know mock-ups of what the what the secret lair Fortnite cards could be and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun engaging with that on the internet and seeing a lot of people getting very upset. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> the thought of re- the thought of reprinting Jewel Land to, <laughs> yeah. to Mardo Town and <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. It's incredible. And I am I am one hundred percent explicitly for that. Like yeah. if, if that is you know, so be it. If that's the way we get rid of the reserve list, we reprint Volcanic Island with a, a nice three D render of Tomato Town on it. Give it to me. hundred percent. Man, I just like we live We've lived through, uh, and are still living through, uh, a global pandemic that has killed millions of people. We live under uh, near-fascist dictatorships, uh, and people are being murdered because of who they are as people. So let other people enjoy Fortnite Secret Lair. Dude, like, if it increases the the net level of joy in the world, I'm, I'm absolutely for it. And it's it's jumping the shark. This is Magic's jumping the shark moment. And I thought that oh, was the Walking I mean, Dead secret lair, but this is yeah. this is so much far above that. I love it. Yeah, this is this isn't jumping the shark. This is doing like a three sixty no scope over the this shark. This is flossing with the shark. Yeah. That's a thing, right? I did it. Hell yeah! Yeah, Excellent. that is the stolen dance. Yeah, the stolen dance. Yeah. Well, yeah, they notoriously like all of the dancers in Fortnite aren't like paid for they're all stolen from like people and things and there have been several lawsuits over the years oh sick okay that sounds right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah this isn't my comment on like fortnite as a company or whoever owns fortnite or their politics or how they conduct business i'm sure it's as shady as any other fucking horrible corporation that exists in the year 2021 um but fun colors and dancing and, and making children and teenagers happy is cool um, yeah, just give me give me a force of will. Stick force of will in this, and stick the goldfish dude in it, and I'll play four of them in a legacy deck. Yeah, just hundred percent. Just, just give me a brand new card that's called Victory Royale, and it's some kind of alternate win condition. Oh, hell yeah, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> if you did this, then you win the game. If you're if you, you creature, you have one creature, and that's the only creature on the board, you win the game. Something like do, do that. That's cool. I don't know any of the final references. I'm so sorry. I, I yeah, know flossing. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know flossing. I know is is a chicken dinner in Fortnite or is that the other one? Uh, I don't know. Pass. But hey, look, there'll be people out there that do know and do love it. And this product is for them. It's not for me. Let's move on. I mean, I can't wait for, always more. for my my Rocket League secret there. Yeah, maybe because I it, like I have four hundred hours in that game. And I would buy like, the absolute shit out of a Rocket League secret lair. Where, where do we go from here? So, like Fortnite is is you know Fortnite is that, that's you know for us that, that that's the bottom. It's only up from here. But a hundred percent, this is going to be a very very successful crossover. It's a massive massive IP in the world of gaming, and they'll they'll use the lesson. You know they'll, they'll learn things from doing this this Fortnite crossover. So. Who knows? The next one might be a, a full Minecraft crossover. There might be, I don't know, like a Call of Duty crossover, like World of Warcraft crossover. Yeah. If this works, this just it just opens up the potential for so many other big things. And yeah, I mean, I don't want. A, yeah, if we can get those people in the game. A Cardero WoW crossover because you know Activision Blizzard. Um, yeah, but they're truly awful. But <laughs> I, you know, Epic Games are not great. Also, yes. awful. And yeah, yeah but I don't know, like yeah, Minecraft, League of Legends, Final Fantasy, 
I mean, gimme. Yeah, le league, league would be a massive gap for them. So yeah, yeah I, why I, not? Why can't we just go all out? I'd, I'd buy a Garen Planeswalker. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's just move on because yeah, I know you've got a lot of editing to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess finally it's just the so one interesting thing I think was, was definitely noteworthy was that the standard rotation changes slightly next year. So they've said that they will still, uh, as always, be between four and eight sets in standard, but the rotation is changing slightly. So the rotation is standard. Uh, it rotates with Dominaria United. So when standard rotates, the next standard is going to have uh, Zendikar Rising, Kaldheim, Strixhaven, Adventures of Forgotten Realms, Innistrad, and uh, Innistrad Crimson Vow, and then that will then get Kamigawa, New Capenna, and then that will rotate at Dominaria United, which is slightly different to what we've seen in the past. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that. that's kind of cool. That's like a neat, a neat cut-off, I think. Yeah, I like it. I definitely like it. I think it'll be a nice palette cleanser for going into, into 2023 and being Magic's 30th anniversary, where I can only imagine we're going to do all of this again, but times 10, right? Yeah, I mean... With the talking of standard rotation, I'm very happy for Ikoria Lair of Behemoths because it did manage to get some paper play before it rotated out. Yeah, and that's 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 cool because I was genuinely worried that that was going to be the first set ever that no one ever played in paper. <laughs> I was sort of like you know <laughs> stupid illegal gatherings with people that don't care about COVID, but you know events are happening. Just so Ikoria gets to, I don't know. I don't think there are any playable cards in Ikoria outside of Yorion, but um, it's nice that, that I mean Loras certainly in standard. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you can play Crocs there, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, but yeah, slightly different standard. I don't know what standard rotation is. I, I, you could tell me any sets were legal, and I believe you at this point. Yeah. Standard has not been a thing at the store for years at this point because it just, and then yeah. obviously the pandemic just killed it off completely. So yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good to finally get that rotation happening, and then. Yeah, nice palette cleanser coming to Dominaria United yeah. to lead in. What I only assume is going to be some big Phyrexian shenanigans in twenty twenty three. Hell yeah, it's going to be hopefully good. that's a going to be it's a decision based around the story. That'd be cool. Yeah, hopefully. So that was that was a lot, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's one last thing. Yeah, go for it. Go for oh, I, yeah. I mean, there's other things. Yeah, go for it. They, they they mentioned the the Netflix TV series that we'd all forgotten yeah. about collectively. <laughs> I mean, I certainly remembered it, but <laughs> apparently it's completely different to how it was announced. So yeah, I just thought it was like it was like the portal app, where it was like a thing they mentioned, like yeah, this is a really big exciting thing, and they never mention it again. Uh, yeah, well, it was the Russo brothers were meant to be meant to be doing it, so they were tied to you know be producing the show, and then last week I think they announced that they'd pulled out of it. So yep. I have no idea who's making it currently, but we got a we got a nice. Video, I guess, from um, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Scott Pilgrim guy, S Superman guy. What's he called? What are you talking about? Gideon. Who plays the voice of Gideon? Oh, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon Roof. There we go. There we go. There we. Yeah, we got a nice video. You from said him. Scott Pilgrim, and I thought Michael Sarah, and then you said something else and I thought it would be different you said Superman, Superman and I thought you meant Henry Cavill <laughs> I was very confused <laughs> no no he was in he was in Scott Pilgrim 
Uh, sure, I, I didn't know that. He was the, uh, the vegan in Scott Pilgrim. Ah, our, our brethren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that scene that everyone quotes to me every time they find out that I'm vegan. Yeah. It's very funny. That's the one. I've never heard it before. Keep doing it, it's really funny. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so we now know that uh, it is going to be centred around Gideon and mm. also Jace and not Chandra like we all assumed when they released the splash art and it was a nice picture of Chandra yep. and it was reeled at the same time as the Chandra corset and the Chandra comic book. So yep. who knows what happened there, but Gideon's alive, I guess. It's going to be a really boring series if it just focuses on a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, it yeah. centers on Gideon, but it's all just the other planeswalkers rallying around his gravestone. <laughs> and maybe it'll be like Mech Gideon from that that mobile game. <laughs> I at this point, who cares? I'm into it. I will, I will yeah. watch the whole thing and I will enjoy it regardless. So do whatever you want, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I'll certainly watch it. We'll see. We'll see if I enjoy it. I'll certainly watch it though. Definitely. Ugh, imagine having an acquired taste when it comes to entertainment. How boring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, just as you were saying, no, there's one more thing. I actually looked up the list, and we do. We there still is so much more to talk about, so much more to talk about. We'll run through things very quickly because it's been a long yep. one. Store championships are back! Yay! Hell yeah! If you love intimidating people with your game day playmat, <laughs> this is some great news for you. Yeah. So they're coming back. It's, it's quite cool. I think the way they're doing it this time. So uh, there's going to be promos this time. So for the ones that are coming later this year, we have Arbor Elf. Everybody who plays gets an Arbor Elf promo, which is cool. Uh, looks great, big fan of that. The top eight get a collected company. That's fantastic. That's a very playable card in a bunch of formats. Love that. And then the winner gets a Wormcoil engine. And yeah. that's sweet. That's really cool. It's the first time a Wormcoil engine is going to say Phyrexian Worm on it as yep. well. So it's big, big fan of that. But then also for Premier Stores, uh, they get a very unique treatment for that. So for Premier Stores, the first place Wormcall engine will have the name of the store etched on it. So yep. like you do with your, your pre-release promos rather than, than the date, it's going to have the name of that Premier Store. And that's cool. And there are like, that's super cool. There were four Premier Stores in, in the UK. And I think all, uh, all, of, all I think of them are Geeker a... Treats. <laughs> No, no, there's, there, yeah, I think there's, there's more. There's definitely non Geek Retreat Premier stores. Are there? Uh, in the country. Yeah, is it Let's, is it Let's Play in Liverpool? There, oh, store, sure, right? yeah, because you have to have a storefront to be a Premier store. Yeah, yeah. And most magic stores don't make enough money to pay the kind of rent that would give you a storefront. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be fun when you win like something that's worth a lot of money, like a, well, not a load of money, but you know, worth a reasonable amount of money, like a Wemcall engine. And then no one will yeah. ever buy it off you because it has the name of a specific store on it. <laughs> but it's because <laughs> it says Geek Retreat one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be super cool. Yeah. yeah, we we have a have a local store at uh, the Northeast Gathering Point Games that is currently working on their premier store status. Do I, they have the specific assume they need? Uh, I I think so. I think they've been working close with Wizards of the Coast to you know make sure they're doing the right Amazing. things. Amazing, that's very cool. So I think, yeah, I think. By the time the, the store championship stuff comes out, I think they will have that status. So that'll be really, really cool. Sick. And yeah, it's 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 nice when they do things like that. Like when they do when they do give back to game stores, like they really do in a really cool way. So it's going to be good, definitely. Yep. And then we also have 
Pioneer Challenger decks. They're a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love these. Absolutely love these. So it looks like... I mean, I can only assume standard Challenger decks are discontinued for the foreseeable future, given that standard play isn't really happening anywhere. They, they were discontinued it's, anyway. It's the right decision. They, they, the standard Challenger decks haven't been a thing for a while. It's not like the Pioneer decks aren't replacing them. It's just standard Challenger decks haven't been a thing for ages. Oh, they... They released this, yeah. Did they? What was in them? They released standard challenge. Yeah, they released stand standard challenge this year, didn't they? I'm sure they did. What was in them? And they said like, Slayer Community College reviewed them and said like, don't buy them. Oh, in which case, cut uh, all that. That's fine. Yeah, Tal Challenger Decks 2021 were released this year, and it's like, there's mono green. Yeah, so there's there's blue white, uh, blue white mono black mono green and mono red. Yeah, Hazorus Control, it's got a Dream Troll on the front. Demir Rogues, which is obviously the, the Rogues Mill deck, it's got a Rankle in it. Mono Red Aggro, it's got Ember Cleaves in it. Mono Green Stompy. Yeah, uh, yeah. My bad. Which has got uh, Mutate things in Yeah, cut all of that. That's fine. <laughs> I made a mistake. So yeah, so they came, they came out a couple of months ago, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. We, we didn't get uh, those. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think for the foreseeable future, standard Challenger decks will be discontinued. But yeah, these Pioneer Challenger decks seem to be the way forward for now, I think, definitely. So we've got four types. We've got Azoria Spirits, uh, Ors of Auras, Mono Red Burn, and Lotus Field Combo. And it's it's cool. It's cool. I think you get a reasonable reasonable set of cards in each of them. So the Spirits deck looks like fairly playable out of the box. I think like you want to upgrade the lands, definitely. I think the, the mana base is pretty bad, but in terms of what you get, Creature-wise, I think it's quite good. You do get a brazen borrower in there, which is which is great. Uh, yeah, that one looks fine. Looks fine. Has some spell colors. Yeah, spell colors as well. That's big. That's big. Yeah, four rattle chains, three shackle guys. You get four supreme phantom. Like there's there's plenty of decent things in there. Yeah. I just think upgrade that land base, and I think you, you might be onto something there. Definitely. Uh, we've got Lotus Field combo, which looks pretty cool. You got four Lotus Field in there, four Thespian stage in there. Yeah, a bunch of cool cards. You got all of the combo bits you need. Your, your Boreal Grazer, your Vizio Tumbling Stands, your Hidden Strings, four Sylvan Scrines in there, four Pour Over Pages. It's cool. Yeah, I think I think this this deck looks fairly playable as it is out of the box. Yeah. Again, probably upgrade that mana base a little bit, but. Looks cool, I like it. I'll probably buy that one, I think. Mono Red Burn, uh, you get four Soul Scar Mage, four Bowman Courier, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Swift Spears, four Get Your Lava Runners, four Pyromancers, four Ramming Up Ruin. That's all you need, really. There's Lightning Strikes, there's Wizard Lightnings, there's a Chandra Torture Defiance, and a three Goblin Chain Wallers in the sideboard. Yeah. yeah. The deck seems good. Definitely definitely see somebody taking out an FM with that. You turn things sideways. And then Ors of Auras, which seems cool as well. Uh, you get a Lurus in there. There's a Thought Seize in the sideboard. That's pretty cool. Stone Cold Serpents are in there. You got Shrams. You got all of the enchantments that you could want and need. Yeah, it seems seems pretty good. Like again, yeah. just one or two upgrades for each of them. I think as long as they're like a, a reasonable price point, they're they're probably similar to the standard ones. I think these are going to be a really good buy. A good way to jump into the format. Yeah, I I hope that these revitalize Pioneer and. and Pioneer FNM start firing because I know they haven't for a long yeah. time from lot of stores. Um, and the format's basically dead, mostly in part to paper playing being suspended for 
as pretty much as soon as the format started. Uh, but if nothing else, these are these seem like a great product to open if you just want to increase your collection, regardless of the formats you play. Thoughts easier spell quellers, Lotus Fields. It's 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 good value, um, and they look like they're relatively well built. So yeah, I think it's a great great product. I'm into it. Yeah, big fan of this definitely. Oh, we've got two more things to go. Let's <laughs> uh, let's hit the the most interesting one for me. I think is Innistrad double feature. So there's a draft set, sort of, uh, being released next year called Innistrad Double Feature. Uh, what it does is it takes cards from Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Innistrad Crimson Vow, mashes them together in one double feature booster pack. So it's going to be its own limited environment. And they're going to be unique special art treatments on every single card as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, they said they I mean they didn't announce what exactly it's gonna be, but they said that it's it's heavily inspired by uh by monsters and old monster films and stuff. So, you know, we've got some black and white art, maybe the cars will be in black and white. I dunno. I'm looking forward to seeing it and it'll be cool just to have this this accessible product where you can just draft them. You can buy one booster box and draft them instead of having to buy two and mixing up the packs. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh and the art on it looks great. That sort of old horror movie inspired thing. It's, it's really cool. Um, it, yeah. We know very little about it specifically, but it sounds great. I'm into it. Yeah. I love Innistrad and we'll definitely draft this at least once. And finally, finally, we come to Commander Collection Black. Yeah. How do you feel well, about I'm very this? happy. This, this is, is great. This is your realm, right? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. A lot of people didn't like this and I don't know why. So, Commander Collection yep. Black, which is very similar to Commander Collection Green, we got. Last year? Sure, last year. It'll come in non-foil and foil. So, uh, you get Gold Call of Gissa, Phyrexian Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, Soaring and Commander themed to black, like we have with the green ones, a Leniana Heretical yep. Healer, and my favourite one, a Fearmancer, which we haven't seen since literally Commander 13. This is the first yep. foil printing of it, and we finally get a Black Snake token with Death Touch. Yeah, about time, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Eight years later, or yeah, whatever. Like, this is one of the yeah. only non-foil cards in my Marin deck. I'm extremely excited to get it in foil and to actually get the tokens that go with the goddamn card. Uh, yeah. So yeah, last time we had Worldly Tutor and Sylvan Library were the big ones. The first foil printing of Worldly Tutor, and this isn't quite as exciting in that way because we have foil printings of all of these apart from a Fearmancer. Yeah. But a foil of Fearmancer is, is a big deal, and that card's great. <clears throat> and we finally get the token for yeah, it. And definitely. yeah, reanimate Toxic Deluge. Gold Collar Guess was getting up there in price, and it's. A cool commander, uh, the Flip Liliana from Origins. We have another printing of that after it was in from the Vault Transform, but we got cool new yeah, art. Yeah, this one, the art is fantastic in this Absolutely. one. It's it, again like if you know if this is priced similar to the other one, we have that thirty to forty quid range for the non foil one. Getting a you know getting a Rex in Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, Soul Ring, Command Tower, Liliana, but that price. Absolutely fine. Yeah, it's so good. And the, the set is great. Yeah, the art and the soul ring and the command tower are excellent. I, I like Commander Collection. It's it's a really cool product. And it's yeah. often I mean it's not quite worth the money. You could buy individual copies of all these things separately for cheaper. But to get them all in one thing with like great new art, the Fraction Arena art is incredible with like a big statue of children in it. Um the Nails Ham reanimate is incredible. Um Yeah, big time Snake that. tokens. <laughs> Goddamn black snake tokens of that touch. Finally, finally. Li- literally nine years later, we finally get the token for for that goddamn card. Um, 
yeah, uh, uh, this is this is a product directly for me, and I'm very excited by it. Yeah, I think it's great. I it's not a product that's for me, but again, all about accessibility, all about reprints, and this has got some very good reprints in it. Yeah. Love it. Excellent product. Big fan. Please keep these up as to the coast. I'll probably buy the blue one when it comes out. Everyone was like, oh, I thought we were going to get a demonic treat or a vampire treat because worldly treat was in the green one. Shut up. (laughs) They printed worldly treat because they could print it in foil for the first time ever and it was a selling point for the thing. This is very, very similar to the green one. And it doesn't have to follow exactly the same rules. It's just cool cards that you want. So don't buy them if you don't want. Yeah. Just wait, just wait for your demonic tutor. That'll come in the Fortnite secret there. It'll have a nice, nice dancing pink bear on it, <laughs> and you can then you can get your demonic tutor reprint. Yeah, no, this is great. Yeah, Whew. no, big fan of this. It's uh, yeah, that was a lot, right? It was a, yeah. a long, long episode, but I I do kind of love these these things, these big announcement days where they just lay everything out. Like, oh, here, this is what we're doing. This is everything that that's coming up. I felt myself being incredibly underwhelmed by a lot of this, but you know, also looking forward to a lot of it too. I think the underwhelming nature of it was because there's a lot of products here that aren't for me. There's a lot of products that I don't care about, and the ones that I think I would have cared about <laughs> have all been leaked previously anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, I don't feel so bad. So bad, just being sort of underwhelmed in general. But I think it's good. I think. You know, magic. Magic in in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one is year on year. It keeps having the most successful years ever, and I think you know the stuff that we saw this year and last year we were very much like, well, this is the sign of things to come. And yeah, we're definitely seeing that starting to take shape and what they're doing going forward. And a lot of it isn't for me, and that's fine. I think a part of the process has just been learning how to engage with the hobby in a different way to what I had before and and that's fine totally totally fine yeah I mean there are a bunch of things here that directly appeal to me and I'm really into and I know there are a bunch of things that are directly going to appeal to a lot of other people and make them very happy so what's yeah. not to like hell yeah Whew. that was a lot it was on that note then come let us know how you feel about just about everything there's so much we want to engage we want to talk let me know your feelings let me know your your predictions for the Fortnite secret there. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably just going to buy it at this point. I keep going on about it yeah. so much. It's just, it's wild. It's wild. Like, I don't hate it. I don't even dislike it. It's just like, it's not for me. But I kind of love how ridiculous it yeah. is. Yeah. Come let us know your thoughts on that. Hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we are at HFDcast. Facebook.com slash HFDcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything in this episode, like to give back in a monetary value, hint is a Patreon. We are patreon.com slash our devastation. Tears start from as little as one dollar per month. That's roughly 20, 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manleak.com. You can use the promo code HOFD5 to get 5% of your whole order, including most of these products when they come out, I imagine. Yeah, if you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at Peach Garden Oaf. That's Oaf of an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much all the magic groups. I'm sure you'll see me posting Fortnite Duel Lands, having a lot of fun there. <laughs> also stream every Friday night. We stream Friday Night Magic over on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come say hi. It was a super fun stream last week. Hopefully it'll, we'll keep that ball rolling. Have some fun. Yeah, come say hi. It's a good time. I I changed my Twitter handle. 
You did. I did, and I made people sad. <laughs> uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler. <laughs> yeah, you can't say nice about that, can you? We're going to come up with a new bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying Gene Sneeler cults, and that kind of sounds like part of my name. So I changed it to Gene Sneeler. I'm never going to get Sneel. I'm never going to get at Sneel because the person who has at Sneel is uh, an active Twitter user. They're not huge or anything, they've got like 300 followers or whatever. But they keep posting on it and like, they actually use that account. So, like, unless I gave them an exorbitant yeah. amount of money for that handle, uh, I'm never going to get it. It's not like a defunct one from 10 years ago. So, I changed it to something well, that, I, that I like more. Um, and I will always be Snail69 in my heart <laughs> where it matters. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, well, you know, we'll definitely have to come up with some sort of, some sort of alternative. A bit for the ending here, definitely. You can just but, keep hey, saying nice. It's, it's, it's a sign of the times, right? Everything's changing. Everything's We've different. Got... I hate it. I can't stand change because I'm a yeah. child. We got Lord of the Rings magic cards. We got Fortnite secret lairs, and we got Gene Sneeler on Twitter. Absolutely. And what a note to end it on. That's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation.